You're listening to The Humans We Are with Carola, episode number 31. Humans, I hope you're having an amazing day today whenever you're listening to this. Welcome back if you're already a listener of the show. I am so glad you're here for another episode of The Humans We Are. And if you're new to the show, I want to welcome you. And I want to confirm that you are in the right place if you want to have a different kind of relationship with yourself, with your body, with your future with your past decisions, with the way that you are in the world and the way that you have been. And if there's anything that you'd like to change in that relationship with yourself, my aim is to support you in that too. And the way that I aim to help you accomplish that, not only here in the podcast, but also in my work with clients, in even the free content that that I put in social media, uh, the free resources that I offer, with everything that I do, what I aim to do is, as I said before, mainly it, it has three components. So one is support, right? When you work directly with me, you get support, guidance, mentoring, if you will, to keep you on track, to get where you want to go, And when the going gets tough and you need to be reassured that you are on the right path, when the results are coming slower than you wanted them and you have that urge to quit on yourself and you need someone to tell you that you're getting there, that you are doing it right to encourage you to stay the course, to redirect you to your wins and, and celebrate you all along the way and show you how far you've come. That is one of the ways that I aim to support you through. The second way in which I I aim to help you create the kind of life and the kind of life experience that you dream of is that when you work with me, I will offer you specific tools for your personal situation. So you can learn tons from this podcast and honestly on the internet you can educate yourself very thoroughly but what I add on top of that is I help you try the tools that will specifically help you so that you don't have to discern that yourself so whatever you're dealing with for example nowadays there are many many things many tools that are gaining popularity like breath work, hypnosis, cold showers, EMDR. Well, meditation is not new, but it's also gaining more and more popularity and rightly so. But what I want to say is that not every tool is going to help everyone at any point in their journey with any issue or challenge that they're dealing with. So even some of these things, and and I didn't mention the... um, the one that is even more in trend, if that's the right word, um, lately, which is uh, psychedelics, right? Psilocybin and ayahuasca and um, MDMA and all those chemical compounds that are very, very powerful and they for sure have a place. But 
they they could be counterproductive if your nervous system doesn't have the capacity to deal with that. They, it could be too much for your system. And you know what? Even with just breath work, you could overdo it. I I was recently at a um, at a workshop where they offered. Um, it was an in-person event, and one of the workshops that that they offered was breath work. And a few people, it's not the majority, of course, it, it was probably two or three in a room of a hundred. They had really, really strong reactions. And honestly, I wasn't the one guiding the workshop. And I'm not blaming the person who was, but these people, maybe they, they should not have just attended that that workshop. It was too much for them. So one of the things that I... I help you when we work together is I help you try the tools that are right for what you are dealing with specifically. A very simple example that I like to use is that usually when when someone is anxious, what do people tell them? They say, just take a deep breath, just take a deep breath and keep going, right? But focusing on a deep breath can actually not be very helpful at all. Because when you focus on that inhale, so when you take a deep breath, you focus on inhaling deeper, you actually raise your heart, your heart rate. So when you want to relax and take your system out of that anxiety, what you really need is you need to focus on the exhale. You need to make it longer than the inhale. It doesn't matter how deep or long it was. So that's just a tiny example of how common, popular, quote-unquote, wisdom could be the wrong thing for you at any given point in your journey. So that is one of the reasons that working with someone who can guide you with more knowledge and more experience can be such a great asset. And the other thing that I do, the other component of how I aim to help you, and these are in no particular order. So it's not a hierarchical order that I'm giving you this with. So, but the last one is knowledge. Or education. I believe that if you really understand why you have certain behaviors, why it is hard or harder or easier to do one thing than another, why you do the things that you do in the way that you do them, or why you treat yourself a certain way, or why you make the decisions that you do, why you have developed certain habits and not others. Even if you see clearly and intellectually that they don't serve you, but you keep doing them and you get frustrated with yourself, I really believe that if you understand why that is so, you are able to access a deeper level of compassion towards your your human. And that is going to help access the changes that you want to see much more easily. So this podcast episode today focuses on that knowledge component. And this week, I want to help those of you who may frequently feel anxious on edge. And I want to help you understand why that happens and what to do if if you're resonating with I'm going to help you understand what is happening that if you think about your situation 
rationally. You see that everything is quote-unquote fine. You have a good job. You have a successful business. You have food on the table, a roof over your head, a family to love. You have all or most of those things that you thought that you needed to be happy and fulfilled and at peace in your life, to feel like you made it, quote unquote, right? But instead of being able to rest and enjoy this amazing life that you have created, you still find yourself anxious, on edge, stressed, like you can't relax and enjoy it. Your mind will try to understand what is happening, like where is the disconnect? Why is it that I have accomplished so much and yet I still feel like I can't relax, like I can't really enjoy myself and my life? And when your brain, when your mind tries to make sense of that dissonance, that contradiction, it will come up with some explanations. Like for example, that there must be something that you're missing. There must be something wrong, something that you have yet to accomplish. Maybe there's a risk that I might lose everything that I've worked so much for. Uh, and I might lose it all overnight. So that mindset of uh, when is the other shoe going to drop, right? And how can I prevent it? And even if you know that it's not very likely that anything bad will happen, you will make the fact that you are feeling on edge mean that there must be something. Otherwise, you would feel good and confident, more at peace, more present, joyful, right? Wrong. Peace, joy, presence, happiness, trust. Those are not just triggered by the presence of an achievement, at least not sustainably or consistently. And you know this is true if you have ever had a goal that you thought once I get this and this could be anything right like a promotion a pay raise uh, you wanted to close a client uh, or marry your person have a child once I have a certain amount of dollars in the bank in my retirement account etc then I'm going to feel at peace happy content fulfilled etc and then you got there and the feelings you wanted, if they came up, it was kind of fleeting, short-lived. And you told yourself, maybe the goal wasn't the right one. Maybe I needed to achieve more, have maybe more money in the bank, maybe more clients. So we make it mean that the goal wasn't the right one and that it wasn't big enough. And that's how we end up in that hamster wheel and we keep chasing the next goal and then the next one and then the next one and we never stop and rest and enjoy everything that we have created so far because we don't know how to do that so here's what i want you to consider you will feel what your body has created the capacity to feel you will sustain what your body has created the capacity to sustain you will feel by default and and what i mean by that is what you will feel when you're not really paying conscious attention to it you will feel how your nervous system has automated for you to feel by practicing over and over 
And this is not something that you did consciously, so you don't need to blame yourself or beat yourself up for whatever is true for you right now. But you just need to notice it and get to know yourself and how your system is wired. Because that's when you can start making any changes that you want. But first you need to be able to watch how it is already without... um, being negative about it okay and this is why it is so important to acknowledge what was going on when you were younger because it's very likely that whatever wiring was created back then is still there even if the circumstances have changed majorly that's sort of like the bad news quote-unquote for the most part is that the wiring you have may very well be very outdated. You may have grown up poor and now you have achieved a better financial situation. Maybe you didn't have food consistently or or good quality food and now you do. You may have grown up with a violent, abusive, themselves traumatized parent or caregiver, but now you live with a partner that is mentally stable and healthy. You may have been left to cry it out in your crib, but you're not a baby anymore and you don't need a mother or caregiver to soothe you now. You may have experienced or grown up with all sorts of traumatic situations, physical or verbal abuse, physical illness, mental illness of a caregiver or or a close person, accident, surgery. Honestly, there's so much that could have happened that left a wiring in your system. And it doesn't need to be what we conventionally consider like a big trauma. It could be that maybe a teacher used harsh words to talk about you, to talk to you. Maybe you overheard a conversation that wasn't meant for you and they were talking about you and it really stuck with you. It could be that you fell on your bike and no one was there to help you. Or maybe there was someone else, but they they didn't help you. Maybe they couldn't. Maybe there were just kids like you and they, they just didn't think that you needed any help or they just didn't think to offer help. All those things, even like dental work when you were little, those things can be traumatic and There's even pre-verbal trauma that you don't even need to remember what happened or or have words to describe it because it happened before you acquired language. So the good news is that no matter what happened, it is possible to update that wiring and to release and, and heal the old wiring. And it is possible and it is available for you to amplify the capacity of your system to hold sensations and emotions in your body without that putting your whole system in fight, flight or freeze again. Because here's the thing, if your body has not created the wiring to support feeling at peace, happy, confident, grounded, joyful, if you haven't built up the capacity to bring your system back to regulation and to be able to hold, to know that you deserve to feel 
happy, at peace, joyful, fulfilled, it's not going to be triggered as a result of achieving or accomplishing something. Make sense? So going back to those of you who feel constantly on edge or scared that the other shoe is going to drop or you feel the need to be constantly hypervigilant to control the environment around you. I'm going to share a, a story that it recently happened. So a friend of mine told me the other, the other day that she had booked a vacation for her family to go on a trip together. And it was really exciting. But at the same time, well, it was her husband, uh, the two teenage daughters that they have and herself. And she was very anxious because one of the daughters tends to butt heads with the dad. And she wanted to know how she could avoid that. So my friend wanted to know how she could avoid these other two uh, members of her family to have any tension between between each other. And she, she wanted to help them get along better. And of course, I am not trying to deny that when everybody gets along well with everyone else, a trip can be so much more pleasant. That's, of course, very easy to agree with, but that's not always the case, right? And that's completely normal too, right? So with my friend, we didn't really coach on this because it was more like a conversation between friends and I always do my best to avoid um, any unrequested coaching. Um, but if that were you, if that was a client in a session with me, we would explore why it is important that they um, can get these other two family members to get along well. Why is it important that they don't butt heads? I would ask you, when you were growing up, did people around you model healthy disagreements? Did you feel safe when people around you disagreed? If you grew up in an environment where you felt constantly unsafe, your nervous system had to attune to that to keep you safe. You literally survived because your system was able to fine-tune to the slightest signs of danger to protect you. You learned to scan the room and to intervene to sort of buffer any possible conflict. And that wiring is still there. As a side note here, some people call themselves empaths. And I think we all are. All humans have that capacity to empathize. The difference is that some people had to learn to be hypervigilant and not only feel what someone else feels, but they also felt responsible, responsible for fixing it if the other person was feeling an unpleasant emotion. And that's why it's exhausting for some of us to be so empathetic. And other humans maybe had experiences where they had to numb that natural empathy to survive. And that's why they might feel more disconnected from other humans. But bottom line, we humans all have the capacity for empathy. So what I was saying before, before this side note is that the wiring that was created when you were younger, when you were growing up, and when you depended on people around you who may not have been very safe 
or maybe you had an amazing childhood, but you had these, as I was saying before, these very specific experiences that may not have felt like much, but they created some um, reactions and pathways and, and some survival stress was trapped. And that wiring and that survival stress, they are still there. You may intellectually understand that you're safe now and that it's okay. Um, for example, in, in my friend's case, it's okay for humans to disagree and it's even healthy. And all of that, you may understand it. But if your wiring was created at a time where you were constantly in danger, your system will be scanning and, and trying to detect and find any danger to protect you from, even if it's not actually required for your survival now. All that stored survival stress that you couldn't express and, and you couldn't release back then needs to come out of your system for you to come back to regulation. And in cases like this, just quote unquote sitting with the anxiety is not going to do anything for you, nor is it going to do anything for you um, repeating affirmations, mantras, like I am safe, I am safe. It's not enough. And often it's not even helpful to do that. If your system is locked in old survival stress, using a mantra could be yet another way that you override your system, creating further disconnection and ultimately shutdown. So here's an approach that I suggest that you try instead to begin with. If you feel constantly on edge, stressed out, anxious, and if you've tried taking deep breaths, journaling, affirmations, all those things, and it just doesn't help. So number one is turn your attention inward. And you will need to take a few moments to do this, at least five or ten minutes. So turn your attention inward and notice what you notice. What sensations are present in your body? Where? In which part of your body? Is any part calling you? It's any part calling your attention more loudly, more strongly. Don't judge. Just notice your body and any sensation that may arise. Step two. Next. Notice your edges, your points of contact with the external world. How does your bum feel against the seat? Your feet on the ground, your back against the chair, the air entering your nose, the temperature of the air. You don't need to change anything. There is no right or wrong way of doing this. But just notice all those points, all those areas where you are interfacing with the world in the environment in which you are. Then the third step is notice your surroundings. Let your eyes wander as close or as far as they want. What can you see? What can you see to your right? What can you see to your left? What can you see behind you? You can turn your head and look in your back. Like, what is it? Out the window, if you have a window, let your 
eyes orient and explore and rest where they want to. And then a fourth step that you can try is while orienting to the external points of attention, whether they are in the room or out the window or whatever is in the environment that you're in, at the same time, try to hold a portion of your attention inwards and noticing the sensations that you feel in your body as a pattern of energy in or around your body. When you take the time to notice these three levels, so to speak, so the internal, the interface with the external and the external, and then you try to hold at least two of them at the same time, your whole system gets the message that you are safe. So by taking a few moments to notice these things, your system figures out that your environment is safe. You're showing your nervous system that you're safe, not just telling yourself that you are and repeating it over and over. And that allows your system to slowly but surely start calming down. So I fully understand that this is not a sexy approach, like those uh, three easy steps to calm your nervous system kind of things. But if you do this a few times a day, it works and you will notice a difference at a deep level. If you want to learn more, do your research. In today's day and age, you can educate yourself for free on the internet if you dedicate yourself to it. Or you can work with me and I will teach you what you need for your specific situation. Either way, a better life experience is completely available and within your reach. If you want to find out a bit more about how I can help you, you can visit my website, carolafuertes.com, or you can download a PDF where I explain my offers directly from carolafuertes.com offers or through the link in my bio on Instagram. If you want to support this show, honest reviews are the best way to do so, and I will be forever grateful. I will also shout you out in a future episode if you do. Now, please DM me with a screenshot of your review because sometimes for whatever reason, I don't see them and I don't get a notification when someone leaves one. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics to cover or feedback of any kind that you would like to get to me, you can email at carola at carolafuertes.com or DM me at @fortescarola on Instagram. I love the interaction. As I've said before, podcasting is pretty lonely sometimes. So whenever I hear from you, it's so nice. Okay, I will be back next week. And in the meantime, I hope you will be extra kind to yourself and others and that you will come back next week for another episode of the show. That's all for now, my lovely humans. Bye-bye.